0: And welcome to the penultimate Copcast podcast of the season We're coming to you just before the Champions League final in Madrid Somehow we are there Through all the will and grit and determination of this club We are there at the Wanda Metropolitano And to discuss it, I've got Dave Karran in Brazil Dave, how are you doing?
1: I'm very well again I wasn't very well, but I'm well again And I've taken sort of three weeks Taking the three weeks basically away from football and away from thinking about it, Dave. So, sort of back in the day and it's exciting starting to build for it.
0: Well, I don't know how you've managed to do it because I've been up the high dough with this, uh, honestly. Dave, the, um,
1: quite quite frankly, you see losing that league, it fucking hurt. It, it gutted me. Um, and I needed the break from it. It really gutted me. But backfield, all guns blazing for this one.
0: Good, good. And in Belfast... I have got the other South American, John Henderson. Oh, whip whip! I see what you've done there, Dave. You got Mexican? Right, do you that, like that? That's, that's Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that. All right. Is that is that Central American?
1: Yeah, south of the border, down Mexico way.
0: Oh, fuck. That's close enough.
2: Johnny, how you even doing, though I, I, even though I'm from further further north than either of you, but you uh, are <laughs> still from the that. south.
0: Be quiet. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> is that not just is that not just in a how fucked up our country is? Someone from, the south. Yeah, I know, someone from the south is further north than the person from the north. But anyway, how are you doing? <laughs>
2: I'm good, I'm good. I, I have to echo what Dave said. Um, you'll remember, Dave, the, the Tuesday morning that we played, before we played Barcelona, I think it was the Tuesday morning, and Vincent Company had just scored that wonder goal. And I was ready at that point, just to write off the season. I was done with football. I was just like, blow it up, referee. Let's just... Let's just finish up with all this, and we'll meet up again in August, and we'll try it again. I need a break from this game, and then, and then Big Divvy happened, and uh, and suddenly it was all very exciting again. So yeah, I I just can't wait. It's been, it's just felt like the longest three weeks. It's just been crazy, but it's two, like the two more nights all over again, John. It really it is. is. It's a bit. It, it is a bit weird, but I, I can't can't wait. And obviously, Dave, we know, we're all having out in Belfast. and I think there's 900 tickets sold out for the Wellington Park where we're going, so it should be should be some night's crack. Should be great.
0: I cannot wait, and I'm going to be supremely drunk before I even make it to the Wellington Park. But anyhow, <laughs> Dave, you you know you make a good point there. It's um, it's been three weeks since we last kicked the ball. We last saw all these guys kick a ball. It's been a weird a weird little spell where we've had, you know, the guys have been given some time off. We've gone to one of the ill-fated warm-weather training camps in Marbella. Um, They've had a kind of half an hour each way behind closed doors friendly with some weird Benfica under-23 slash B team. And looking at the, particularly the first half of of the Europa League final between Arsenal and Chelsea last night, this this almost could end up being more like a, a first game of the season than a last game of the season, if you see what I'm saying?
1: Mm, yes and no. You know, I, I, look, I, I watched Klopp there last week, and, you know, I've been catching up a bit, all the bits that sort I've of missed, and, and, you know, he was going, give me the three-week break every time. Um, you know, gives him more time to work and whatever. And, you know, you mentioned Marbella, you mentioned these warm weather things, and, and we always tend to sort of... We always, never great when we come back for them but the long-term benefit of them is great there's no long-term benefit here that that would be my worry about that but he needed to do something he you know with that in mind it's sort of a it's a rarity that you have that three-week break and and I think what he's done is sort of maximize keeping that team together yes he let them go for a few days he's had them back he's had them working they've done their press uh, and whatnot and he said today uh, something about you know he, he's had to kick a few asses and keep them and uh, keep them in line. and and that's, to me, was the key sentence of it all because I think that's more, I don't think there's any asses needed kicked. I think that was just, you know subjectively speaking. Um, I, I think we're ready for it, Dave. Um, I, I cannot believe anything other than than you know, after the disappointment of last season. In, in the Champions League after the disappointment of losing a league with 97 points I would say you've got 11 Lions fucking ready to, you know, pacing the floor, ready to go and ready, ready to get get at them defeat in this one is a possibility but it's not an enter in my head, I think the experience of last season will be paramount and I expect us to come out of the traps, you said it in another podcast recently about, you know, this is, this is European Liverpool, this isn't you know, this isn't the Premier League, even though it's two Premier League teams. And I think we come out of the traps. We we come out saying, We fucking belong here. This is this is our stage. This is this is where we are. You know, we've experienced of this and I think that first twenty minutes could be a very, very telling period of the game.
0: Fucking hell, Dave. What a rallying cry that was. I don't know how you're gonna follow that, Johnny. Yeah. Uh... But, I like you know, that, Dave. I like that. I like it as well. I'm, I'm am a big, I'm a big fan of this, Dave. Karen, we don't see him anywhere near often enough. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Dave, you make loads of good points there. Um, it's something Klopp's very, very used to. It's something that that Klopp, you know, right back from right back to his days with Mainz and, and Dortmund in Germany, where he's used to having two, three weeks in a winter break to to prepare a team. So he knows how to get the most out of this time. What is interesting. To me, Johnny, is that Dave also mentioned though, the long-term benefit of this. How much do you think Klopp's gonna have to adapt this three-week break? Because essentially, he's had to gear this team up for for one game. It's one game. It's not we're going to. It's not we're gonna. We're gonna give you this the, the specific training and the fitness regimes in order to build you up for the next 14, 15 weeks. It has to get them to a point where they are. 100% tip top ready to go for one match and yeah, I wonder if that is maybe the the, the comment that, that Dave made around, around Klopp saying that he had to kick some asses maybe the players were in that mindset of this is just going to be another warm weather training camp and that would maybe suggest to me that he's adapted this slightly to be a bit more intense for that one off game.
2: Yeah, perhaps and I think it's, it's an interesting one too because people heard Marbella and, and heard warm weather camp and were like well, that doesn't normally work. And I was sort of thinking, well, it's a bit different, isn't it? Because we normally go to the warm weather camp in January and then we come back and play frickin' Leicester and ice and snow. <laughs> and we're drawn and stuff and people are going, oh, uh, that warm weather camp wasn't a good idea. Whereas actually a warm weather camp, when we're going to be playing in a kickoff where they're estimating it's going to be like 28 degrees, 33 degrees during the day, 28 degrees of kickoff. So a warm weather camp mightn't be the worst preparation for... Madrid to start with but no I, th- I think you're absolutely right it has to be different doesn't it Um, I'm not saying when they go away in January obviously they're midway through the season so there's a lot of they know that there's massive work to do there but this is different because with the game being so far away I'm sure Klopp had to uh, you know think about you know it's it is a long time and it is interesting We we've spoken before about Klopp he's you know he's, he's quite big on the on the psychology of football and he's is he's, he's one of these managers who thinks a lot, especially, you know, whether winning or losing, he thinks a lot about, you know, what can you do to get a, a mental edge? And I would say after Kiev and that was, you know, a journey last year where they, they went over and they spent a bit more time. You know, we spent less time there. I think Tottenham have been there longer. So he's obviously thought we'll get away. We'll do our time. We'll do our prep. You know, both teams have had so much time for this. You know, there can be no excuses. You know, set pieces, preparation, looking at each other's weaknesses, all that you'd expect to be done absolutely down to an absolute T. But obviously with this one, um, I would say Klapps just thought, you know, try and keep it as the team have been playing so well. They've won their last nine games. I'm sure he's just thought, let's try and keep it as normal as possible. We know it's not a normal game, but trying to keep that routine, trying to keep the players probably this week, you know, around Anfield for much of the week, staying with their families and stuff and then get over to Madrid for that push. But I agree with, with Dave, like people are talking about Claps record and finals and people, people often forget that you look at every single final. I think he lost one final at Dortmund. Um, I don't know if it was maybe Leverkusen or something. He's lost basically one final that he was expected to win. You know, the, the first season against Sevilla, Man City, the Liverpool finals, you know, we were underdog there. People say we weren't against Sevilla. Of course, we were underdog. They were going for three in a row. Man City were, were a much stronger output than us at that time. They, they'd won the league the previous um, season. So, you know, Real Madrid last season, all the experience, this is, he said it himself, you know, Klopp said everything there is to say. This is the strongest team he's ever had in a final And I I, I agree with Dave as well. It does sound strange to say it, but... No, it doesn't, John.
1: No, it doesn't. If you're my age, age, we were the favourites always. We were the favourites. Our God-given fucking right to win the league. We were always in Europe. We were always the favourite. It didn't matter who we come up against. We were always the favourites. This, for me, is like... It's like going back to, to being a kid again because we're back to being the favourites. It holds no... F- I've seen a lot of boys on Twitter talk about, oh my God, we're the favourites, that could work against us. Bullshit, we're Liverpool. They just don't remember.
2: But do you know what as well, Dave? I'm not, even when I'm saying that, I think what I, what I was agreeing with you was, even though I feel, it feels strange to say it, it's not so much the favourites tag. What I What is strange is it is an all-English game, but Liverpool in a European tag against an English... Does never feels like a Premier League game? It's like that Man City game last season. That Man City team had a hundred points last season. They absolutely brutalized that league. They won up by twenty points. We stuffed them three 0 at home in Europe. We're a different animal. Uh, even if you look at Vang- when Johnny, we stuffed happened. them. We stuffed Johnny. We stuffed them five one on aggregate. And this is the thing. Even if you think back to Klopp's first season in Europe in the Europa League, you know he we we'd struggled. He had struggled against. Van Hal. And you know, Van Hal had that, that 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 good good record. But you'll remember that Europa League tie as well. You know, we we battered them at home. We beat them United 2-0. They went 1-0 up and then Coutinho scored a lovely wee goal and that and it was a it was a stroll. So there is it's funny to, it's funny to say it, but there is something about us in Europe, and that's why I am Listen, of course we can lose this game. Spurs are a very good side, but let, let's take a step back here. Every every area of our team, do you want to compare our goalkeepers? We're better. Do you want to compare our back fours? We're better. Do you want to compare our midfields? We're better. Do you want to compare our attacks? We're better. They've lost 13, maybe 14 games in the league. we finished 20-odd points ahead of them. And the, the one thing there won't be is complacency. Because you. one thing that struck me this week is watching all the footage of those players walking around Kiev, and you can see – you know, when you see Trenton all sitting in their hunkers on the ground, and you can see how hurt they were. And to, I just think for them to be back in this position against a team they know that they're better than, I, I agree with Dave. I think we will come out all guns blazing. And I think we'll beat them by a couple of goals. I really do. I think we'll win 3-1. John, uh, John there's
1: another thing as well there. You know, you talk about even the walkout. You know what I mean? Liverpool's their second season is they cons- they're they're there they know they belong there. Uh, and you know you talk you listen to ex players talking about belonging, you know, in a place Liverpool by right belong in this final. For the first 10 15 minutes Spurs are going to walk out in that big atmosphere the first time they're they're they're, they're in their history that they're playing a European Cup final. It's it's a big big occasion for them. They've got that it, it, I'm not saying they're professional players of course they're going to get over it but it's a hump they need to get over whereas we're just cruising on out there we've been there before and we know what we know what the feet taste like and we don't want to we don't want to taste that again that's the sense and, I get from the players
2: and, and Dave do you not think as well there's probably a bit with Spurs and this is you know we're speculating here these are professional footballers we don't know this Tottenham team could take the pitch and start absolutely on fire they might be absolutely buzzing at the fact of the first Tottenham team in a European Cup final they could come out like men possessed, but on 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 the other hand, it's Tottenham, you know, John. <laughs> I, I, I know, but on the other hand, all everything that comes with this occasion, all the media stuff, we've done it before, but also I think as well with Spurs. I don't know, I just picked something not even up in their interviews after the Everton game, and I know that sounds strange, but there was almost this feeling with Tottenham like. This getting to this point, getting to this final against the odds for them is almost like the Mount Olympus. You know, they're, they're a bit like us in Kiev. They're like, oh my God, we're here. Let's enjoy it. Whereas we are here going. We absolutely should be here. We've just battered the best team in the world, 4-0. And now, given what's happened this season, we need to win this. And that's where the difference is. I think we will be, you know, this this for us is like there's business to be done here and we need to do it. So, um, Dave, there's, there's something that has been labelled at this
0: Liverpool team for a long time. Not so much recently, but the ill-fated and generalistic and reductive term bottlers has been thrown around quite a lot for quite a number of years. And I think it's fair to say that someone would be fairly idiotic to throw that, that term at this Liverpool side Regardless of what happens, regardless of what happened in the league title race, and you talk on that on that experience that we had last year, and you know Klopp's reference of mentality giants, he called the team. You have massive experience in there. Um, you have leaders all over the pitch. Is that what you think? You know, Johnny talked about points and players and blah blah blah, but and that's fine, and he's absolutely right in what he says. But do you think that, that that mentality and that experience is what is going to be the critical difference?
1: It's a hell of a starting point, Dave. There's no two ways about it. You know, yeah, you, that is. You, you look at it, it's back to what I'm saying about walking out of that tunnel. And then the other thing we talk a little about pre-pod, you can guarantee, you know, remember 2005 when Milan fans were found themselves completely outnumbered? Imagine the Spurs fans, as you say, we had a, a day's jump on them. And I, I would expect... As as with every European final that I've ever watched with Liverpool, we have a fucking big quota there, and we're the, the travelling fans, the people that go to the games um, in Europe. There's there's a god given right that, that that never really died uh, when when the team died in in the eighties. You know that that thing in Europe always for me. This is completely different. You cannot call us bottlers in Europe. We have <laughs> this is our second consecutive European Cup. There's no way, and, and I'll be very quick. And you know, I've done it in podcasts to, to call bottle on anyone. But there's no way if we if we lost this, it'll be by a fluke. Um, as Johnny said, it can happen. But going into it, we are rightly favourites. And you know, if we lose it, it doesn't signify bottling it. I do worry that it might have a made an effect on the start of next season. Um, you know, a second one there may may cause a few doubts, and it may be a little while to get over. But you can never class this. But look, look at some of the football that we have played this season. You know, some. Uh, you know, I, I rewind the, the goals of the Premier League and one. We played beautiful football. You cannot. Get, you know, if we don't win, we've been treated to the most beautiful football for a few seasons now. And, you know, it, it deserves a trophy. There's no doubt about it. We deserve a trophy. There, there's nothing given in this life, but we are good enough to win this. We are there on merit, and those players know that they are there and met, and they know each and every one of them is a vital part of a machine. There's no outstanding one player. That we have no Messi. You know what I mean? Salah had a, had a big season last season, made him stand out a little bit. This season, he's back to that 11-man unit. And you know, what we're talking before the game. Harry Kane's probably going to start again. There's their their the figurehead who actually makes them worse. There's no way we're butlers, And no way we're butlers
0: when we're playing Tottenham. Yeah, that that that's uh, that's all very fair and 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 in my opinion accurate. Johnny, you know I mean? there's a thing that sticks out for me here is that people have talked. And I, I listen to far too much football related content and watch far too much football related content and it's probably good for my health but people have been mentioning that Liverpool may feel the pressure due to the fact that they did win last year that they didn't win the league that they feel that they they do deserve something from, from this year the fact that they are the favourites but in my eyes this team has been playing high pressure games pretty much all season and particularly in the last you know eight, ten games of the season. And so have Spurs, to be fair. The difference for me is Liverpool have been winning those games, game after game after game. And people have looked at, you know, the the Spurs games come up recently with the lucky goal at the end and the Newcastle game, Um, Southampton away, you know, Everton, these types of things.
1: Games we dominated, Dave, completely and utterly.
0: Yeah, that is, that is also true. But lots of teams dominate games and don't win them. The fact is, we did win those games. And, Johnny, I don't know about you, but
2: to me, that, that sort of thing isn't a coincidence. No, I, I completely agree, Dave. And, and, and listen, this is the thing. When you say, you know, this team's been playing under pressure, yeah, especially in the last nine games, because you've had... You know, a run in against a, a team that won their last fourteen games, you know, um and, and 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 then you had thrown on top of that Messi and Barcelona and an undeserved 3-0 defeat, <laughs> and then coming back from that. But but take it further back, you know, given what Man City done last season, you know, and by last season I mean that you know, the season the hundred point season. We we sort of knew in August. We, everyone was looking at it, and we were even saying after we'd won our first five, six, seven games. I think it was, you know, we, we we pretty much won most of our first eight or nine games anyway. And it was like,
0: and do you remember? Do
2: you remember when people were saying that we weren't playing very well? Yeah, and I remember saying, listen, I, I remember clearly thinking we could finish with over ninety points here and not win the league. And, you know, it was a conversation then. So that Liverpool team had been playing under this, you know. Unbelievable pressure all season, and to me, there's, there's there's absolutely this team are such a, they, you know, you you forget it because yeah we were all gutted. Listen, we're gutted, and um, we're not just gutted because we lost the league by a point. Um, we're not just gutted because. <laughs> of that John Stones clearance through Salah's legs with 11 millimetres to spare that could have seen us un- invincible and league champions. That's how fine the margins were. But let's let's face it as well, we're also gutted because we know what that other lot that won the league are up to and the, the financial position they're in, which is absolutely fraudulent and artificial. So there's loads of reasons, you know, there's loads of hard luck stories there. But But for all of that, for all of that, this team that we have, they're an exceptional team. They've had the third best season in the history of the top flight in terms of points. Um, and you just look at our team, and I think where last season we were going into Kiev, and we, yeah, listen, we 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 all sort of felt good going into the game against Madrid, but but there was always little doubts. You know, we were always a bit helter skelter, and there was a feeling maybe at the back we weren't as you know as solid. Carries would never convince everyone. You just look at the team now, and you just think, you know everyone sort of looks at liverpool's team and go yeah you've got the best two full backs in the league you've got the best center half in the league you've got certainly you've got one of the best keepers in the world and you've got a front three that are you know all and great and totally adaptable
1: bench as well john which we've never had in in, in years
2: absolutely and a number, and let's let's be honest too. The, the man of for me the man of the match against barcelona in the second leg probably the best midfield display i've seen at anfield with with fabinho there so no Dave listen you're you're right the the mentality is there with this group that i have no you know it's a game of course we're going to lose it but everything that we have points to the fact that i don't think these guys will let us down i think if luck goes against us and it's not meant to be that might happen um but i don't think it'll be because we don't show up and don't perform as you rightly say we've been performing since August and we've lost one game and Tottenham had the Champions League places, you know, it should have been a stroll for them. They were absolutely, one point they were being talked about, they can get right under the title mix. Then they fell away and they stumbled over the line and, you know, they showed against, you know, Ajax highlighted. If you not even out hold them, on to
1: third, John. Gave up third place as well when it was nailed yeah. on for them.
2: And Ajax, listen, Ajax created so many chances in that tie as well. I know, listen, we lost three 0 and came back. So, it's churlish to go. Oh, they were jammy to get through. Most people would say that about us, but I think a much inferior Ajax team compared to Barcelona really put it up to them. And I just, uh, and we may we may talk about the tactical matchups, but the one thing that I just can't shake the closer we get to this game when I look at the two teams is. I just see Sadio Mane as being the key. I think he's been the man all season. And I, I just look at Trippier and I look at the type of form that they've been in at the back. And for me, Mane is the man. I think this is his time. He scored in the final last year. Salah, yeah, he wanted to do it because of what happened in Kiev. But I just have this feeling Mane will round off the season um, because he's been absolutely outstanding. I think he'll be the key man.
0: He has been outstanding and you know, he's as many league goals as Salah this season. He he's he's joint top goal scorer. Um, he's a wide player. It's 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 mental. But you know, Dave Johnny talked Johnny mentioned the tactical the tactical um, discussion there and I suppose we might as well have it now. Um we've got we've got two wide men um who aren't really wide men, they're more like centre forwards. Pochettino's played in two games, a variety of different formations, probably four, maybe five formations within those two matches, which I find crazy. Um, but ultimately, I think we we pretty much battered them at Wembley and they got a late goal, which made it a closer than it was. But that game could have been 3-4-0. Um, we were so dominant. And, you know, you can throw all the caveats in of players coming back from the World Cup and they had half their team go to semi-finals, blah, blah, whatever, and that's fine. But we battered them. And we battered them for 60 minutes in Anfield. And for probably 30, 35 minutes, they were they were on top when when he switched from from a 3-5. Well, I don't know what the fuck it was. It was three at the back anyway, the four at the back with a kind of dime in the midfield. I suppose what I'm trying to ask is, do you think that that's a good thing or a bad thing do you think it's a good thing that Pochettino is flexible like that and can, you know, change things in game to really have an impact? Because we really did see that in Ampel, and You have to hold your hands up and, and give him his credit there. Or do you think it's a benefit to us that Klopp has seen pretty much every string to his bow? So we're not able to say that if they if they switch to this, this is what we do. If they switch to that, this is what we do.
1: Course, I, I would imagine that club and the analysis team would would be all over everything that the Tottenham have done this season in those three weeks, Dave. And and there'll be no, you know, whatever they do, there'll be no surprise. But I think, you know, you, you, you sort of hinted and alluded to it. There is is the backline. What does he go with a three or does he go with a four? If it goes with a three, I really fancy our chances. I fancy our chances big scoring, but. You know, there, there's a lot of conundrums here. As I say, you've got that kid Lucas Mora, who was brilliant down here whenever he played in, in Brazil. Then went to Europe, we didn't hear that much. And he went to PSG, didn't really set the world on fire. He's, he's been banging goals in the end of the season here non-stop. And you know, it's like, how how do you fit him and Harry Kane and Son? How, how do you, you know,
0: Ericsson? Well, the do, thing I, is, Dave, the thing the thing is, Dave, you don't. And I think from what. If, yeah, if, it's,
1: it's, a, it's a tough decision, and, and I think that if, that if tough as, decision if, if, will be key. If,
0: yeah, if as suspected, Kane will start, it, it's pretty much a toss up between Mora and and Son.
1: Yeah, but you know, given given the form that Mora has been in, and the fact that Harry Kane has been crocked since when, fucking two three months, you know, for for me, uh, it'd be a no brainer. Um, if I was a Spurs fan, I'd be shouting for Mora because. You know the kid seems to have the bit between the teeth, and I, and for that reason, I'm really hoping that, that Harry Kane starts and Mora doesn't. Uh, Son, super player as well, really, really good player, can cause us all kinds of problems. And you know, like whoever starts in our back line beside Virgil, and I, I assume it's going to be Joel Matip. Um, you know, he's going to be, he's going, to, he's going to take the brunt of it. I would say because I would say they'll, they'll, they'll try and hit us on the right side as opposed to Virgil's side because there's fuck all going past him. Um, and, you know, it, it's whether they can their midfield can live with our midfield. You know, I, I love Christian Eriksen, as you know, but with Fabinho there, sort of, <laughs> Eriksen's effectiveness is, is sort of nullified uh, greatly. You know, he, st- he can t- still do stuff, but with, with someone like Fabinho, who I expect to start, nullifies that. So it, it all comes down to a question mark on, on what, defensive formation he puts in um again you, you know we can talk about whatever midfield three that we have but whatever midfield three he picks the one thing you can guarantee is that energy that pressing and i would say we will be pressing like mad men and you'll have bobby dropping back to, to, to dad wait to that as well you know it, it's it's the midfield battle is is essential that we win But again, it comes back to to, to just how much success Trent and and Robbo have. If they're the three at the back, it looks really good, Dave.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think if if he goes three at the back, which I hope that he does, but I don't think he will, um, I think we'll kill them down the sides. And for me, I rate Pochettino highly, but of course he hasn't won a trophy, so he mustn't be a very good manager. And now all of a sudden, of course, Sarri is a very good manager because he's picked up a metal fucking cup um but if it was me I'd be looking at where where's the big threat now there's threats come from all over the park but our fullbacks Johnny they're they going to be key here and they're going to be key for two reasons they're going to be key for how they contribute in an attacking sense Trent do you know what if you don't mind Johnny, let's just talk about the fullbacks for a moment because People talk about our two fullbacks And it kind of lumps them in together As two fullbacks They both got nearly the same assists You know They're both playing on the same back forward With nearly the same clean sheets But for me They're almost as polar opposite As fullbacks can be In an attacking sense With Robertson you have this kind of 90s You know This mid-90s wingback player Blood that have and thunder
1: get- It's complete blood and thunder Dave
0: well, this nineties wing back that's pace and can get up and down, can do both, can 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 you know, whip in quality on the run. Um and then on the other side you have this this cultured, you know, methodical, strategic almost player with this phenomenal range of passing. And it's to me, you can talk about stopping our fullbacks but I think you very much need one very specific plan for Trent and another very different specific plan for Robertson.
2: Yeah. No, it, it is a good shout-out. I mean, the, they, they do have different attributes. I mean, Robertson is, as Dave said, uh, people get mixed up, as, as Karen has said there. Uh, he is blood and thunder. He's, you know, he... he he puts a foot in, he charges up and down. But but the thing with Robertson as well is if you go back to the very first day of the season, you know, the wee ball kid plays to him and he just squares it across for Salas tapping. you've seen Robertson do that a million times. But what, what Robertson also does is the type of ball he puts in for Firmino against Spurs, you know, the header, where he just, you know, he doesn't have to necessarily get to the byline and pull it back. He can also put his foot on it and then just whip it, you know, put that pace but but Trent is just completely different again because he's just got this ability to switch play and he's got this ability to you know just to, his passing just causes so many problems and I think you're you're right, Dave. It's the balance as well because Robertson is linking up with with Manny, who's very very you know. A massive personality on that side of the pitch as well, and Trent's got Salah, who's also a massive, massive personality. Uh, and, 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 but are, both are different players. You know, they're they're they're, they're different players, um, Mane and Salah, and what they and and, and what they like um, to do. Um, but it's it, it is. I wouldn't like to be a manager sitting trying to to plan for them. And I rate As you know, Pochettino really highly. I think he's superb, and I think it's absolutely brilliant that Man United won in Paris, and everybody jumped on the Olay train, and they didn't seriously pursue him because I would have been seriously, seriously worried if they'd have brought him (laughs) into Old Trafford. But the the reality is that teams have been planning all season. You know, people know the threat from fullback that we have. Uh, So teams have known all season that that's our position where we can really hurt you. No one's been able to do anything about it yet, you know. Um, even right at the end of the season, there, you know, Trent um, was 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 setting up another couple of goals. He'd set up a couple of goals against Barcelona. So it's 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 such an asset, Dave, because if you try and stop our fullbacks and plan for our fullbacks, then that involves compromising and going wide and trying to really block the space for them. But then that leaves space through the middle. And we have a front three that thrive, playing narrow through the middle. So what do you do? What do you do? How, how do you cope? Do you, you go out wide and engage them? Then you leave space for Mane and Salah and Firmino. Do you go narrow and then give them space out wide when you know their delivery can absolutely kill you? It's it, it's the reason we've been so formidable this season. I mean, their assist is off the charts for a reason. Massive for us. Massive.
0: Yeah and this is the reason why I think and I could be I could be totally off the mark here um but I think we could could see something resembling an old fashioned 442 from Pozzatino. Um maybe a maybe a, a, a 4141 a, a, you know something like that um where he's got that where he's got that you know cover out wide where he's doubling up on the fullbacks and not allowing those overlap overlapping runs to happen on on track. And Dave,
1: and I've read somewhere as well that that his focus has been on stopping you know the switch of play between the fullbacks uh, that he I'm not surprised.
0: That it's it's the, uh, it's the it, at the moment it's the greatest pass in football. I remember I remember I remember watching the the, the city game with, with with Johnny um in the time and fuck I, I I never do you remember Johnny I'd, I'd never seen anything like it. And I, I was I, I ex- turned to him at, it was extraordinary. And I turned to him and I said I think I think this is I think this is this is my favourite thing in football right now, the full back to fullback pass. It's unbelievable.
2: I, I still I still think that no goal we've scored last season will ever but, <laughs> I'm struggling to think of when we'll ever score a better team. The goal against City? scored at manchester It was just an extraordinary goal. It was an extraordinary goal. And both fullbacks switching the play and then it ends up with Trent picking out him and just summed them two guys up. I mean they're just they're just relentless, and they're part of it. Uh, see, to be honest, the spine of our team and our fullbacks is the reason I'm really confident for this game, because I just don't look, I can't look at Tottenham's team, and see that reliability and threat. You know, there's a couple of key players for Tottenham for sure, some etc. But I think the difference with, with this Liverpool team and previous teams is you used to look at us and go, if you handle Gerrard, you'll be fine. If you can bottle, you know, if you can get a, a handle on Suarez, you'll be fine. You look at this Liverpool team and you think, you know, you're not handling five or six players here. Liverpool have so many players that can influence this game and win it. And I think that in big finals is always, I think for historically that's always what matters, you know. And I think we've got the players um, more than they do at this moment in time.
0: Yeah, I, I, I totally agree, and I think you know the the standards at the end of the league. Uh, at, at the end of the Premier League season, you know, certainly back that point up. So, Dave, there's two kind of, uh, uh, you know, we talked, we talked before the pod, and I think we both, you know, we are sorry, we all think, you know, we know what the is going to be. But for the sake of argument, do you want to do you want to go? Do you want to go midfielder? Or do you want to go back four? We want to talk a, about like which uh, one?
1: Is there a question about the back four? Really? Well, um, let's, do,
0: do, do you want to talk about? the then, all right, you and me can talk about the back four. Right, so, okay, you've got Virgil, you've got Robertson, and they're nailed, they're absolutely nailed. On the other side, we've got Madup who has been absolutely supreme for probably the last three months. Um, there is an, there's an element of aggression, um, in his game that that we only saw fleetingly previously and and now he, he just seems like he's absolutely up for every game and what what I see from him that not even Van Dijk can give us is that incisive passing in the midfield I know he goes on these weird little marauding runs and sometimes he ends up almost playing the ball back to Van Dijk sometimes he gives it away which terrifies me but his passing in the midfield is excellent you've got We've we've just talked it, talked about about Trent's attributes and and you know rightly so we could we could discuss them at length all day, but we thought we knew what the back four was going to be away at the new camp, and we were wrong, and it wouldn't be unlike Klopp just to throw a curveball in here. So, what do you think? Do you think Gomez could go centre half for Man? Do you think he could go right back for Trent? Take all sentiment
1: out of it. No, I'll, and I'll tell you why. I'll explain why I don't. I don't see any surprises in that back four. The, the game in the new camp, I got totally and utterly buy into why Joe Gomez was started because he's defensively more solid than Trent at right back. And you know, I think he ended up he was facing Alba, and you can understand that it's a you know there in their their, their turf totally understandable this is different you know Klopp was thinking maybe god we got a draw there you know maybe maybe sneak a one nil this is the, this is the final you want your t- and you you know you've just basically waxed lyrical about our fullbacks that that's that's why trent has to start there's no it, it won't even be a question in my mind he has to start because he gives you another five percent um, of anything that Joe Gomez can bring. And Joe Gomez is great. Again, Joe Gomez should be starting this game had it not been for injury. But this is the sad part about football and it's a sad part about having depth is that someone else has stepped up and, and is going to start this final, in my opinion, Joel Matip, on merit. On the merit of the last few months where he has been superhuman by his standards. You know, it's certainly what we've seen from, from Joel Matip is something probably none of us thought he was capable of. And and you've mentioned, you know, these marauding runs, that quick, crisp passing through the midfield. Uh, You know, he's, he's there on merit. He deserves to start the final. Now, do I want to see Joe Gomez backs in the starting 11 for the start of next season? Absolutely. I do. I want to start the season with Joe, but he has had the break. He's not given the pressure that we've talked about. Every game has been a pressure cooker. Every game has been a, this. The, the kid has had a, no opportunity to be played back in to take that position back, which is his position uh, uh, for, for this season. There's no two ways about it. But this happens in football sometimes. You know, you get yourself cracked and you can't get yourself back in again. And this is the game that we must win. And we stand a better chance of winning that game with Trent. And the way that we've been playing the last end of the season with Joel Matip beside Virgil, my opinion.
0: Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more, Dave. And I think based on that, people, people, certain Liverpool fans will probably, will probably cry, and FSG artists, if they still exist, will discuss why we haven't broken the bank for delete and. Why would you convers- want to
1: upset your wage structure like well, that?
0: Well, they, well, this conversation <laughs> explains exactly why, doesn't it? You know, you've got Gomez, who you don't want to block a pathway for. You've got a more than able understudy in Joel Matip, And let's be honest, I would even say, say, company's gone next year. I think Joel Maddow walks into the starting 11 of any other Premier League team on his form at the minute. I would agree and with you. Without a doubt. So. To buy someone to push him down to fourth and push Gomez down third, I think would we'll be mad. But we're going to leave the, the the back four there. Johnny, the midfield, we all think it's going to be it's going to be uh, Fabinho, Henderson, Wijnaldum. Fair,
2: yeah, fair. I think um, it was it was, that, it was the game we were over at was probably a pivotal game for the midfield because it was it was the last time we've seen Henderson play that deep role. And at that time, there was a lot of question marks about Henderson's place in the team. You remember he didn't get a great reception going off, Dave, and he, he, just, he just struggled in that game. Um, but I think since then, um, Fabinho has absolutely shown the player that you know that that everyone was talking about, and uh, you know Julian Larons had talked a lot about him at, at, at Monaco as you know a superb number six and. Henderson since he's moved forward I think since really since after that game the, the Southampton game was the key you know where he came on
0: you've gained two players haven't and that you? you've
2: improved two positions you know and that's been pivotal our midfield has, the balance has looked right you know Henderson came on at Southampton he'd had the discussion with Klopp about listen I want to play there I don't think I can give you my best which is good they were, they were able to have an adult conversation Klopp throws him in he, he hasn't looked back He's, he's nailed down his place he was he was he was excellent against Barcelona he's been really influential thinking about the game against Chelsea at home as well he was just so influential in that game so it, it comes down then to when Aldemar Milner and I think we're all agreed that you know it's a tough really tough call and, and listen if Milner started Milner would would give you Gabe Milner gives you a lot, a lot. um I think Wijnaldum will probably shave it for two reasons. One, he's just come off the back and playing against Barcelona in the semi-final and coming on and scoring two goals in a minute. Um, so, so there's that. Plus, I think overall for midfielders, up until probably a few months before the end of the season, Wijnaldum was our best midfielder, he'd, but he'd had significantly more miles on the clock than anyone else. Um, and, it, and he tired, and it showed, and he did dip in performance. He wasn't as influential, and he came out of the team. I think he's back, and I think we're all agreed as well. It's no slight on Milner, but, you know, you can just think, if we do get ourselves in a position, which hopefully we will, where we're a goal or two ahead in this game, let's hope so. But, you know, last 20 minutes, Dave, you, you know, you want to bring on someone to sell things down, to, you know, put the foot in, a bit of know-how, Um you know, Milner's your man, and I think as well what's even if something mad happens, like a fullback getting injured or something crazy happening, if you've Milner there as well, you know he can just come in and slot in there. So to me, it makes just makes perfect sense. And listen, I'm Milner will be gutted if he doesn't start. Wijnaldum will be gutted. I wouldn't be despondent if if, 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 if no matter who starts, I wouldn't be despondent. Um, but I expect it to be Wijnaldum.
1: John, I think we'll see Milner no matter what happens, you know, I think, yeah, I think James Miller has earned the right to, to, to have at least a. Solid, he'll, he'll be on the pitch, I would say.
2: Yeah, absolutely will. Yeah, absolutely will. And hopefully it'll be one of those bringing him on with 20 minutes to go when we're two or three up, and it'll be it'll be nice and everyone Let's, let's
0: call be. a ten. Let's call a ten, Johnny.
2: When,
1: when is it? Can I can I just say when is it ever that it'll not be nice? I would love to see us win win a final just at a counter. I would be it would be lovely.
2: You might see it this weekend. You
0: you may or may not be right, Johnny, but I forever hope you're right. David, you you mentioned earlier on, you know, the depth that we have. And essentially, we're fairly full strength, say, for Kaida. And it's a strange thing. And it's not something a manager always has to, uh, something a manager usually has to contend with. But from what I see, you can basically just put as many fucking subs on the bench as you want. Yeah, the, the much, whole the whole team yeah, can basically be subs. The whole fucking squad, yeah. How much do you think that benefits us? To be
1: honest with you, I don't think it does an awful lot, Dave. To be fair, you know, no. don't, don't get me wrong. Don't don't get me wrong. It'll be a really nice experience for for some of the kids and whatnot. To, 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 to no, so named. hold
0: on. Well, let's let's think. If if you're, we've we've talked about our eleven. Who are your who are your six outfield subs in?
1: Okay, so you're, go, you're going to have Mignolet, obviously.
0: Yeah. So who are your uh, other
1: six? So Joe Gomez. Yeah. Uh, can cover your back line completely. Milner can cover fucking everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Shakiri, Big yeah. Div.
0: You'll put. Um, yep. Yeah, you'll put Lovren there as well. He will put Lovren there.
1: I suppose Lovren. So there's. your There's your six.
0: So who are you leaving out? You're not picking Oxley Chamberlain or Sturridge.
1: Ah fuck. Who cares?
0: Well. Hey. Last European, finally played and he scored a fucking wonder goal. Um,
1: yeah, but that was the Europa League. It wasn't the European Cup.
0: Blah blah blah.
1: Look, he's done. He's finished. Congratulations! You were fantastic in thirteen, fourteen. Bye.
0: You not bringing Brewster for the crack, yeah. Llama? You know, they, well, they for, point, they fortunately, my, fortunately my
1: they can do that. But I'm, I'm talking about you know. I, I agree. I would. You know, it'd be lovely to see the Ox getting on considering the contrib- or the contribution he made in the run-up last year, but this ain't about sentiment. Forget fucking sentiment. This, we're going here to fucking win. Not anything else. We're not going to give somebody five minutes for the sake. We're going there to win.
0: No, I understand that. My, my point is that we have a far superior squad and a far superior bench ultimately to Spurs. Yeah?
1: Yeah, 20 points. 20 points superior.
0: Yeah. So, do you not think that that gives us a slight advantage if the situation were to arise that we're moving in the extra time and it's 1-1 and maybe they've made three subs. maybe they get the extra one and they've i don't know who to bring off the bench some fucking they have do you know they have a player called troy parrot do you know that's an act someone's actual name do you not think that we have an advantage there if the case were to arise do you not think that that's significant <sighs>
1: Dave, it's, it's like the only people can influence the game with the eleven players on it, um, and and you, you look injuries will happen, things will happen in the game. Yes, we we are better depth than all the rest of it, but it's a one. It's a cup final.
0: It's no, I, I get that.
1: You, you know, it, I I don't look too far into the bench. It's lovely that we have all those players to choose from, but in reality, we all know like you, you know who he trusts, who he doesn't trust who he prefers, <laughs> and, and we also know, when games are going a certain way, who he turns to. You, you know what I mean? It, it, the, the textbook's been written. Unfortunately, we have the personnel at the moment to, to, to be able to do that, and, and, and it's always effective. You know, some can make a point, or easy deserves uh, 20 minutes, 10 minutes, you know what I mean? There's so many, every single one of those players, well, apart from Sturries, the Lana, who really not contributed enough, every single one of them deserves to be on the pitch at some point but that's just surely not possible the fact that they're all there the fact that they all deserve to be there, they have good times Okay
0: Yeah, Johnny, any alternative suggestions to my previous question? <laughs>
2: not really, I think it just goes to highlight though that the bench is a lot stronger and it's actually quite it's quite a frightening thought when you think that Next, before next season even starts, you've basically got two new signings in midfield with Oxley Chamberlain and Kita. Um, you know, because Kita's had his his season and was really starting to show in the last couple of months what he was about. So the depth's there, and we're going to strengthen again. You know, that's being very clear. There's going to be another two or three. Um, and the thing is, Klopp will pick. Klopp will go with what he thinks the game will pan out. You know, big Div A will be there. Um. You know, Mulner, Gomez, Lovren, pretty much your certs. and then you've got got choices there, don't you? With Shakiru and Oxide Chamberlain. Um, it's you know, there's you're right. There's a lot of there's a lot of options there. Certainly, if the game's tight, and it's you know, if it if it is tight, and I hope it's not, but if it's nil nil or you know, there's 25 minutes to go or whatever, and you know, the man and people are starting to tire in the heat and. Claps looking at our bench to influence that he's got the players there that can do that. And I think that's that's no bad thing.
0: Yeah, and it, it's something we very much didn't have last year. And guys, I think you're absolutely right in what you're saying. I was just playing a bit of devil's advocate because I think I could probably tell you the three subs he'll make now. He'll probably make <clears throat> he'll probably make the, the Milner sub, he'll probably bring Origi on at some point and you'll likely see Joe Gomez because for some reason he likes to go three at the back with three minutes to go which is crazy but he just likes to do it so it's fine so that will probably be what it is and all the evidence is there Dave as you rightly said to suggest that that will be what way it pans out so it's probably Klopp's biggest game even bigger than last year because you know we're we're on the cusp of something and we're favorites and we're expected to win and you almost feel that if we get over the line in this one and we win this trophy, and these players get a taste for that, a lot of ex-players always say, "What was what was what was what was the most important trophy? What was the best?" And it was this. It's the same answer comes from all of them. It was the first one because that that gave us that taste and that gave us that incentive to go on and win it again and win more and win more. So this I feel is is the biggest game in Klopp's management. Uh, management time at Liverpool, and probably, let's be honest, the biggest game in, and probably the last 30 years, if, if we're, if we're being analytical about it, because at, at no point really ever, whenever we were a, fi- whenever we were in a final, or whenever we were potentially going to win a trophy, or did win a trophy, could you see this as a jumping off point, for something massive, and, and something with significant longevity in it, so, Bearing that all in mind, lads, just to add a little bit more pressure and all that, kind of carry on. Johnny, you've been fairly bullish, and I love that shit. Um, Give me a prediction.
2: Do you know what? See, when Lucas Moura scored, I was actually, I wasn't happy. I I wasn't wasn't happy either. (laughs) I was watching, because, do you know what? I just like a proper European final where you're against... Continental team and I and I love Ajax. I love everything Ajax. And a team,
0: yeah, and a team that has what
2: four European
0: cups. Is that right? Four, I think.
1: Ajax have four, yeah.
0: Four European yeah. cups. You know, there's nine European cups in the final. Then that is actual European royalty and tradition. So I, I t- completely agree. I think the glamour's been kind of snatched away from it a little bit.
2: It took the sheen off it because, you know, I was watching that and I was watching the way Spurs were coming in, it and it still looked as though Ajax would, would hang on, and then your man Zayac hit the post. And, you know, but my main takeaway was, my God, you can get at these. You know, they're so young and raw and naive. And, you know, yeah, they'll have their moments and they'll probably start like a train against us. But once we figure out the game and it settles down, you know, we'll pick them off. And um, so when Murrah scored, I was like, oh God, it's Tottenham who know us inside out. But I don't know, the closer I've got to it, the more I've seen the interviews, the more i am sort of thinking about the game. We we're really, really good. We're a really, really good team. There's this is a team that are absolutely rightly favourites. They're in the European final. You know, we we should expect to win this game. We've lost one game in the league all season. Look at look at them. We should. Um and do we have the players that will have the mentality to go out? Everything points to the fact that we should. Um, I'm going to predict we're going to win three-one. I'm going to predict Manny's going to get a couple of goals. Um, I have this mad little notion it could be we might even get four goals. I we might. I just have this thing that and and Dave Karen, you mentioned that there earlier. Like, Wild start, John. The, the This starts twenty minutes. Yeah. Yep. I just. Have yep. this, I just have this thing. That,
1: we I think after last year, know. Johnny I think after last year, he will yeah, want it done in a fucking instant
0: Yeah, I guys, think you we, know what Johnny I, Johnny, I see where you're coming from because this team can win a game 3-0 in 10 minutes mm. and it's possible that we can just go out and we can score 3 Hill goals
1: in a, before they even realise they're in a final
0: Yeah, we can score 3 goals in a 10 minute period and we just see out the rest of the game and it would, be boor, it would be boring for everybody else but it would be fucking brilliant
2: It'd be brilliant for us. But listen, you can always look like a tool. Someone could listen to this recording having spurs after beating us. It's a, it's a final. <laughs> no one knows. There's there's fate, there's luck, there's bad decisions, there's injuries. As we know last year, oh my god, if last year's final didn't teach you never to predict football, <laughs> nothing ever will, because and that's why people love football, Dave. You said that before we even started recording. You know, that's why it's the greatest game in the world because Anything can happen, but I think all things considered, I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna be. I'm really looking forward to it, and I just look at the team we have, and I trust this team. I really, really trust this team. The the the, the improvements, the mentality they've shown, the hunger now that they have to put things right. I trust them, and ultimately, I think as well. We're, like we're not playing we're not playing a Real Madrid here. You know, we're not playing a Juve. We're not playing a Bayern Munich. We're not playing a team that'll, that see themselves on this platform and think, you know, we're the man we're going to win this. We're playing a team that are probably still pinching themselves to be there. You know, they've come off the back of a fairly poor run of form at the end of the season. Yeah. I see why people, some some people say it might be like Liverpool in 2005, but they don't have a bloody Steven Gerrard. Um, and I just think it's there for us. It's just there. We're so, so close now. And I agree with everything you said. I think for this team, it would be. I know, Dave, you'd said to me, you know, we were looking at these last season and the way we were starting to improve under Clapp. And this could be a golden age for Liverpool. This this could be the start of something that is reminiscent of what happened to Liverpool from the mid 70s for about 10 years, where. 10-15 years. The new
1: club contract as well extension, talk of, of six-year extension John, it, 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 you're, what you're saying here is so accurate
2: Yeah, you know, so th- this is, and yeah Dave you're, listen, you're right, Every you, talk, you see interviews with great teams and they talk about what was it, you look at United under Ferguson, you know when they got that FA Cup in 90 and then the Cup Winners Cup followed, then they got their title in 93, you need that first Trophy in the you know in the in the bag, and what a trophy it would be after a ninety-seven point season. They go well. Do you know what? We lost the league. It was unbelievably bad luck. But you know what? We'll just we'll just rock out of here with the European Cup, and then we'll go again next season. Um, what a position that would be to be in. And I I fully expect by ten o'clock Saturday night we're going to be very happy, man. So I'm looking forward to it.
0: <laughs> Wonderful, Dave. Johnny's going three one. Maybe four if he's if he's feeling in good enough form on Saturday
2: night. I haven't had a drink and Dave, I haven't had a drink recording this. You know, I am not I'm I'm just it's it's Tottenham, surely. And I know you've got two brothers that support Tottenham. You've kept that quiet throughout oh, this, but if, oh,
0: don't. It's just a fucking burning fear in the back of my head. We've got a we've got a, we've we've got a we've we've already invoked a, a four week no, no contact contract from from the first of June. So um, fortunately, two, fortunately, two of those weeks I'm going on holiday, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, you, you're right. We're we're better. We're we're just better. We are, and there's a reason that we're favourites. It's because we're better. Because we're 26 points better. Um, Dave, have you got? You get, what do you feel what do, you, do you think this is going to be key do you think this is going to be tight like the, the two league games or do you think that we're going to use that no-high and, and this is something that, that they haven't experienced before and we're basically going to do to them to what Madrid did to us last year
1: No, we're a better team than Madrid were last year, we can do no, last no, year. I, no,
0: I, mean, I, I don't understand what you're enough, saying
1: More I... damage is, 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 what, is what, I'm, what I'm alluding to Listen. Okay you made a great case there for for Pochino, and rightly so but you know what our guys better you know we have we talk about the, the 11 players that are going to take onto the pitch our guys are better everything about Liverpool football club at the minute is better we are a force again you know you look we sat in podcasts here I've done podcasts for Liverpool for nearly five six years now and all we ever wanted was to be challenging to be up there to be at it and we're back, and we're there. And, you know, I wake up every morning and, and go, fuck European Cup, Tottenham. And, you know, so it's a diner. And I'm waking up these days going, fucking Tottenham, easy. We should be beating them. And, you know, Johnny's 4-0 talk. I, I'd put into the group, it would be been asked, you know, what, what do you think? And I went 2-1, and, and I'm completely 4,
2: off. 4-1, that. Dave, 4-1. Let's, let's not go mad here. Like, oh, oh.
1: 4-1. Well, I'm, going, I'm, I'm looking maybe 3-0. I, I think I honestly believe the more that I've listened to and I, and I say I've only really caught up with it this week again uh, with Klopp and whatnot and just the way that he's talking the way that he's prepared I think that Klopp will have us completely and utterly the finest tuned version that we can be and I, as I really fear for Tottenham in those first twenty minutes I really do and as you alluded to Dave as well. We can kill a game in 10 minutes. We did it against Man City in the semi-final. Again, it was mentioned about, you know, our our games against uh, English teams don't feel like English games because we play our European way. There's not a thing in my head. Obviously, yes, we can come across. Or John put it much more eloquently than I'll try to. You know, we can end up looking like dicks. But I'm sorry. Sitting here, right here, at this moment in time, it'll take a freak for us to lose this final. I'm going 3-0.
0: Okay. So... We've got a three-one and a 3-0 Fuck me! What do you,
2: what do you, what do you think? What do you think, I said I, I, I said,
0: I said, I said two-one, two-one after extra time. During the week, I'm going to stick with that. I think that as uh, you know, we've we've talked loads. you think we're
1: going to extra time, Dave? <sighs> I
0: I just think that Pochettino's going to make it really difficult for us. I think that Klopp. Is far more pragmatic than people than people give him credit for. If you want to put it that way, people associate Klopp with this heavy metal and inverted commas football. And
1: I, th- I think that's faded a little bit, Dave. Now, well, to be fair,
0: yeah, and, and and maybe so, but we we have been pragmatic against against big teams this season. And but do you not and, do you not
1: feel what you know you, what you mentioned about Klopp? And I, I want to ask you this. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk you talk about the heavy metal thing and whatnot. You know, for the likes of last season, we were heavy metal football because he, he plays heavy metal football when he doesn't have all his pieces, all his fucking ducks in a row, the right personnel and everything. All of a sudden he had it. And I think that's the difference. He doesn't have to play this go and kill them football because he now has a defense he can rely on. He's a solid midfield. Whereas, you know, his first few years at Liverpool, it was building towards that and that's where the heavy metal football, as he's progressed with that, the heavy metal aspect seems to have calmed down into more pragmatism. I love it personally.
0: I couldn't I couldn't agree more. I think we went from a stage where we, we could attack and we could attack really well but we couldn't defend the counter and we couldn't defend very well, which meant we had to attack pretty much all game because we never really got out of sight and we never really felt like we could get out of sight because we could see it at any time. And through one thing or another, you know, we've gotten to the point now where we, we could defend and we could defend better, but we still lost stupid games because we didn't have the players to do it now. Now we've gotten to the point where we can attack and we can win a game in, in, in 10, 15 minutes. And you can tell when a goal comes with this side. You know, you, you knew when Wijnaldum scored that that second goal against Barron, a third was coming. You just knew it because that's what this team does. And, and they... They assault you. Um, the, it's almost like a sensory assault where they can't cope with what's going on around them, not just the physical side of things. An assault the thing. on
1: your personal space, Dave. There it, you go. It,
0: <laughs> it really is. It really is. And and what we have now that we didn't have before as well, we've got the players to, to be able to deal with those counterattacks and to, uh, to be able to, to sit in and defend the lead. And I think you saw early evidence of that in, in the home game against City um, after we went three up. And you remember the league game before that where it was 4-3 and it was fucking mental because we had to go and score X amount of goals. We got the three in 10 minutes and we just sat in. We just sat in and we fucking headed everything away. We fucking kicked everything away. And that was one of Van Dyke's first matches. Not in one of his first matches, but that must have been within his first 10, 15 games for Liverpool. And the difference was phenomenal. And what we've also got now... Is a huge physicality, particularly in the midfield. So, but I just think that Pochettino will make it difficult for us. They'll want to play on the counter. We're so good in the counter, and Klopp can be pragmatic. So I think it might be cagey for the first sixty. I, one yeah,
1: there's been a lot of talk about you know about Potch thinking about how, how how they're going to stop us somewhere down the line he, he needs to th- this is a final that draws not good enough you know what i mean this is a final he needs to win and every, everybody and certainly from what i've seen in the media david that's crazy they're all talking about how tottenham stop liverpool sort of thing no one's going well you know how do they win the game
0: well it would be interesting to see if that's what if that's what Pochettino's mentality is, and that's what's played into his mentality. That how how do we stop Liverpool? Whereas we're looking very much, and Croft talked about this loads. That it's just another game. It's just another game of football. It's just another team we have to play. We'll look at how we can stop them. We'll look at how we can we can hurt them. And I don't. I just wonder is it is it playing into the, the Pochettino's mind that we need we need to not let them score. I think personally, the first goal is critical. Absolutely massive. If we score the first goal, that's fucking it. I think if they score the first goal, it's not. But I'm I'm gonna go two one after extra time because I just feel it is gonna be cagey than than people think. Um, to us, of course. A guy texted me. I
1: used to be the cautious one on this podcast. What happened? <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> uh, quite.
0: I,
1: I'm, I don't I'm, know, he used to give me shit about being too negative and all. that. there you are, I'm banging. Hey, the I'm nose. still. You're going I'm, to have
0: fucking extra time. Like I'm, st- I'm still saying, I'm still saying we're gonna win. That's you know, it has it's never really crossed time. Think it's, it's never crossed my mind that we're not gonna win the game. I, I just, I don't know. I just, it's just the way I see it panning out. You know, I just, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to look at it from a, from a historical and tactical perspective. These games are, these games are always close. They are no matter how many injuries there are no matter what form a team's in they're always close so that, that, I'm basing on that and that alone you know but look it's a guy text me I was saying before the I think it was it was it was after the the first Barca game and before the before the last the last league game of the season and he was like well you know I think I, I, I think your chance has gone and blah 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 and you're out of the Champions League he's a United fan of course he is and I text him back, it might actually even have been a bit on Twitter. I said, Look, shit won, but I don't care. These are the glory days. These are the glory days. And he texts back his little laughing emojis. He just haven't even won anything. And I said, I don't care. These are the glory days. And then we didn't win the league. And then DeFuckarigi scored. And I just picked my phone up and I text him. The glory days. And no matter what happens on Saturday and I hope we win and I think we'll win and I'm sure we'll win but no matter what happens these are the glory days so the snowball's rolling
1: Dave with with Liverpool Football Club at the moment the snowball effect is rolling and we are just turning into a fucking juggernaut if we win this i tell you what Guardiola will be sitting at home going oh fuck we are going to get it tight next season
0: I think they know they're going to get it tight next season no matter what happens no matter yeah, what but, happens yeah but you
1: know coming back as European champions and whatnot the thing that he wanted most he, he knows like you know it, it's just it's another 5% Davis as
0: to say yeah it could well be and, and, and you know we've talked earlier on about get, getting the first trophy under, under our belts and, and how much of an impact that that can have and how much belief that that can give a team but on the Saturday up the fucking glory day reds